You are listening to episode number 71, Dating After Divorce. Get your sexy back. Welcome to the LDS Divorce Coach Podcast. I take the sting out of divorce. This is your host, Emily Sanchez. Hello, everyone out there. How are you doing? Thank you so much for coming today. Coming, listening, whatever. I'm just happy. I'm so, I have so many thoughts in my mind right now, and I really hope I can make sense of them for you because I really do this for you. I hope so much you find value. I did want to share a little review that I got that really made my day. I love hearing from you. Of course, you know, if you listen to any podcasts, that when you subscribe, when you review um, and rate, that it makes the podcast more searchable and can just spread the word. And so I want to read one from T-Story 23. This podcast drops lots of gold nuggets that, when applied have helped me as a divorced dad. She has helped me on my route to healing, loving, and improving who I am as a person. Time well spent. Thank you, T-Story 23. I like that too because that was from a dude. Yay. (laughs) I usually have a lot of, you know, single moms and women going through divorce listening, but I really appreciate that single dad. Thank you so much. So guys, if you haven't already, just take a second, rate, subscribe, leave me a little review, whatever. I would so appreciate it. Get your sexy back. Huh? Okay, so here we are, divorced, thinking about dating. Even the thought can be extremely (laughs) stressful, maybe, or Or maybe it might be exciting. You know, there's so many levels. And a lot of us, when we're just newly divorced, we're thinking, oh, I don't think of myself as sexy at all. I have lost all confidence in myself. I used to think that I was vibrant and amazing. And I feel broken down, to be honest. And now I'm older and frumpy and and gained some pounds or or whatever, I just don't feel desirable, right? So I keep feeling inclined to share how much desirability, you know, and feeling sexy is a mindset. It's such a mindset. And that feeling after divorce of, quite honestly, you feel discarded from your partner, it makes you not feel sexy at all. Uh, Many have been left for another person. Many have been frankly told that they are no longer wanted, no longer loved. Mm, That doesn't make a person feel very desirable, does it? So it's just interesting. It's like, why would I believe someone else would find me desirable when this person wouldn't? So it's like the person who was supposed to stand by you through thick and thin, the person who supposedly knew you and shared everything with you is choosing either someone else or something else or would rather be by themselves. That's our perception. That's the, that, that was my perception too um, back when I was getting that divorced. And we forget that this is many times this unilateral move and a very malignant and limited type of thinking. 
we must remember that this is just one experience, first of all, but human beings only really know what they experience. So I realize it's hard to think outside the box. I realize that you feel like, well, this is a very poignant experience. So how could anyone else find me desirable? But it's so interesting to me that almost every person who feels discarded and unwanted points the finger of undesirability towards themselves instead of their partner. So it's natural to think that there must be something wrong with me because he or she no longer wants to be with me. What's wrong with me? What about the alternative? No, actually, there must be something wrong with him. There must be something wrong with her. How could she be so dumb to not want to be with me? I'm awesome. I'm lovable. I'm desirable. I'm great. What in the crap is wrong with him or her? Hey, I don't want to be with someone who doesn't totally want to be with me. So we take things really personal instead of the latter type thoughts of being like, huh, maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm lovable just the way I am. Maybe it's them. But we really do take it personal instead of just like, um, well, my partner changed their preferences. They changed. They want something different. No, that way of thinking would be way too simple. So I would just first off caution you that if you feel like you can't even wrap your head around changing this kind of thinking, maybe you are not ready to date. Maybe you have more healing to do, and that's okay. You may not even be in the mind space to think of someone else coming into your life and desiring you and you desiring them. If that sounds like so much work and such an impossibility, that may be a sign that you are not ready to date. And I know I've said before in other podcasts, um, in the podcast called Are You Ready? that you don't have to feel like you need to delay dating just because you may not be ready to seriously date. So there's different levels. You can be honest and go in and just date for fun, right? So you definitely can date just for fun. But here's this analogy that I use. Okay, so go with me for a minute. My brother-in-law is a podiatrist, and it made me think of this analogy. And lately, he has to treat a lot of wounds. He sees a lot of older gentlemen who have diabetes, and they have these just terrible wounds on their feet. We're not just talking little cuts, scrapes, you know, boils. No, we're talking wounds where it's so deep you can see the bone and the wounds have to be treated with a certain process they have to be um, packed they have to be wrapped they have to be you know and they have to be treated by someone who knows how to treat them so it is you know if your proverbial relationship wounds are still bleeding okay so that's kind of the first thing please don't go out and date because you'll bleed all over people. (laughs) So you don't want to go out and date more seriously when you feel until you feel completely healed. Does that make sense? So we want to go to a professional. We if we have these wounds, we want to see a therapist, we want to see a coach, we want to mend our own wounds, we want to um, work on our own pathology. So we're not projecting out 
to others. We don't want to bleed all over. You know, it just happens when something is so deep and hurtful and hard, it just is natural to want to quote unquote bleed all over the, that other person, so to speak. And that might be a gory analogy, but it's one that can stick into your head. So please treat your own pathology first before you get into a relationship. And the interesting thing about this, it's the same with any relationship. So we can feel our pathology or our kind of psychosis that we're in projecting onto our children when we are in the right mind. Man, we can really screw them up, can't we? So we really need to work on that first, our own healing. I have noticed that we usually choose a mismatch on the outside if we are mismatched on the inside. Okay, we feel unworthy, therefore we pick someone who is unworthy um, for us. That's just not a match. Okay, so that's kind of first and foremost, guys, because I care about you. I want you to, to get that help and to work on it. And as you do, you'll just be better, stronger. So are you ready? Are you ready for some sexy steps? Or what, you ready to step out of the closet, find the real you? <laughs> All right, step number one is the biggest, I think. It is confidence. Have you guys ever heard that confidence is what men find the sexiest about women? And women, don't you find confidence so sexy in a man? Um, they don't even have to look perfect, but if they're confident, right? Wow, it's such a turn on. So how do you build confidence when you feel completely destroyed in this department? Remember, we just talked about how, you know, the other partner we were with no longer wants to be with us. So what do we do? Okay, two things. Start by recognizing and getting rid of crap thoughts that aren't even true. And put in the real deal, folks. Okay, so here you are. You feel discarded. You feel like, why doesn't he want me? What did I do? Start with that thought right now and ask yourself, why not? Could this be his problem? Turn it around. Look at it for what it is. Was there belittling? Was there abuse of any sort? What role did you play? Get down to the bare bones, people, and find out what's true. Are you lovable? Are you worthy? Yes, I can tell you yes on all those things, but you have to tell yourself. Something that can really help is turning to God. Ask Him those questions. How does He feel about you? You know, in the last, I think it was two general conferences ago, one of the apostles or maybe it was the prophet, you guys. This is just coming off the top of my head. So I don't know exactly, uh, which isn't cool. I know in the podcast forum. That, but they said, ask the Lord how they feel about you. Just ask and you will get an answer. So cool. I did that after I heard it. And wow, you feel amazing. And you're like, it's true. I am a child of God. I am worthy. I have these talents. Okay, guys, find out what's true, and you start with that. So you don't want to lie to yourself, right? 
You don't want to go from, oh, he does, nobody wants me to, I'm the greatest person on earth. No, go from, he doesn't want me to, but maybe someone else will, right? To more true, I am worthy, I'm awesome, I am going to make myself happy, and I bet you I could make somebody else happy too, and they would think that I'm awesome, Right. So it's like, you can't just go from what's wrong with me. I'm the worst to all of a sudden I'm the best. So you got to go in that step by step thought process. Okay. So that is the first thing you got to recognize and get rid of the crap thoughts that aren't even true. And you put in the real ones. You guys know what I'm talking about. Another thing you can do. Okay. I love this. I love this one is follow through on some small goals. Okay, so you want to build some confidence. When we start to lose our confidence, okay, is when we don't follow through. It's when we let ourselves down. It's when we allow those thoughts to come in. It's when we say we're going to get up and exercise and we don't. It's when we say we're going to do this project and we don't. It's like, we're, we're proving to ourselves. Okay. So we've got to erase this or combat it. And we got to start building. So to start building, you have to do some small goals and follow through and don't let yourself down. You are your most important person. So it really starts with the little things. So before you go to bed, make a list of a handful of things you will do in the morning, just little. Like, for example, you get up, When you say you're going to get up, you say a prayer, you make your bed, you eat a healthy breakfast, you could read a book for 15 minutes, you could exercise for 20 minutes. Do those simple things and you start your day with six victories. And those victories will lead to bigger victories throughout the day. Now, I'm not the model example of this, but I try. And I'm telling you, I've done it and I've had more confidence Stephen R. Covey said, private victory precedes public victory. Oh, isn't that so good? And this one, you guys, I know because I have done it, works. So we are the person to care about right now. Building your own self-confidence. It's all about the self. Don't let yourself down. Just build yourself up by doing these small things. Okay, step number two, physical care. Okay, we're getting back into that sexy mode, right? Physical care. When we start to think and focus on our physical bodies, as much as you feel like they might be, (laughs) you know, way off where you want them to be, as you start exercising, something happens to the body and the mind that is just gets you in the right direction. It makes you feel more alive. It makes you feel better, better attitude, sexier. Like, hey, I can work with this. Yeah, we're getting somewhere. I mean, exercise is so important. So do those little things. This is the working on you part. This is the self-care, the real self-care. There's so many examples. I know so many people that are like, I exercise because that is my depression medication. 
right? You just feel better. And as you're getting in tune with your body and you're getting stronger and developing, it just makes you feel more whole. It makes you feel like you're worth something, to be quite honest. And as you're focusing kind of on how your body works, it puts your mind into that, hey, you know, I am a desirable. I have these goals. I'm completing them. I'm feeling stronger, breathing in that oxygen, and I'm just starting to feel sexy. So it just kind of even points your mind towards the body and the spirit too and awakening it. That oxygen, we need that to to become awake, less tired. All those good things, you guys. I mean, I don't even have to say much about exercise. We know we got to do it. It's just better. Everything's better because of it. Okay, so step two was exercise, physical care. Step three, this is the fun one. Go shopping. Go shopping. Go buy yourself new clothes. Get rid of the old ones that remind you of, oh, I went to that person's reception with my ex-husband in that dress. Oh, we did this when I was wearing this outfit. Get rid of all that. Because the less you have that reminds you of your ex, the less triggers you will encounter. So go shopping. And don't be afraid to get color. There's all these studies about red and the attractive color of red. And, and there, I recently read that turquoise is the most flattering color on a woman, according to some <laughs> survey that went out there. So try to be noticed, right? Try to be like thinking, okay, I usually have beiges, blacks, tans. Let's be a little bit more spunky here. And another thing, if you're anything like me, you don't want to go shopping when you've gained some weight. You always think, I'm going to wait until I can get into my, you know, before the baby jeans or whatever. Oh my gosh. Can we just put that thought away and go out and get some good clothes so we can look better and feel better? Because even when I, right after my babies. And I had zero clothes and I was telling myself, I don't want to go shopping because I'm fat and I don't want to get fat clothes or whatever you want to say. Whenever I did, I felt so much better about myself. So please just go and think if you do lose the weight, then you can go shopping again. Yay. But getting new threads, it just makes you feel vibrant. It makes you feel like this is a new life. This is a new me. The newness of it is very good for your mind. And also, it just makes you look better and feel better. So go for it. Okay, get some cool high heels or strappy sandals, whatever you want to do. (laughs) Go. And the last step is find the authentic you. You might be thinking, man, I used to feel sexy, but I've been married for 30 years. I don't even know who that person is anymore. Good. You get to reinvent yourself. You get to discover who are you. If you want, you can be whoever you want, right? You can take all the things that you've learned along the way 
and create this true new you. So who are you? Is Are you sassy? Are you quirky? Are you shy? Right? It's time to explore. And one thing in finding the authentic you is you might want to consider getting rid of the nice self. Now, hear me out on this, you guys, especially women. I don't mean the kind self. I'm talking about the slavish type of nice that covers your authenticity. It actually destroys it. You do things just to be nice when you really feel like doing something else. And that actually is a disservice for you and a potential partner. Opinions are good and we can still have them while being kind. Oh, and if you can teach your young girls this, I really feel like they need to learn this lesson. We're taught to bend over backwards for people, no matter what. And this can cause eventual boundary breaking and can lead to abusive situations. This niceness is not what it means to be Christ-like. When we learn to say no, it gives us some freedom, a voice, an opinion, authenticity. This can lead us to find who we truly are. That spunky, maybe sassy, sassy self that's been ignored for way too long. This is hard for the perfectionist people pleaser. Believe me, they're like, um, uh, it's a no this time, but don't hate me, right? <laughs> so I want you to think about this. If this rings true for you at all, If you are being nice way too much, meaning you are just pleasing to please and covering your true thoughts and feelings and going along with whatever, then please stop in your tracks. Evaluate it and see how you can have a backbone and be authentic. If you are not feeling like something, then don't do it. I remember when I started dating my husband. And we were just dating and he said, wow, you really have opinions of like where you want to go, where you want to eat, where you want to do. He's like, I love it. I'm like, you do? He said, yeah, I was dating this girl for over a year and she never had an opinion about where we would eat, never had an opinion of what we would do. She just, he said he felt like she just wanted to be with him so badly that she would just go along with whatever he wanted, whatever he wanted. And he's like, it just made it boring and made me feel like, is this, does this person have a backbone? Like, does this person have any opinions? So remember, (laughs) you might be in that situation where you just want them to love you. You're going to do whatever. And you're not you're going to let all your boundaries be crossed and you're going to think that this is what you should be doing that this is you know in the name of being nice no it just destroys your authenticity and it just destroys the person that autonomous being who needs to light up the world and light up their space and be themselves and live and breathe and love and experience so That is my caution to you, along with finding that authentic you. So I hope those things can help. It was just to retrace confidence, building your confidence, getting rid of those thoughts, right? Replacing them with the real deal. 
And then along with being confident, it's starting to do those small little goals. Not letting yourselves down. You got to do it to prove it to yourself. Step two, physical care. Step three, go shopping. Step four, find the authentic you. Get rid of the nice. <laughs> All right, folks, that's it from me. So love to hear from you at Coach Emily Sanchez at gmail.com. And if you want to take this further, where I actually coach you on these things and you can see progress and level up a little bit, let's get together. Okay, guys, have a wonderful day. Keep smiling. Keep trying. Okay, I don't know where that came from. Take care. Make it what you want. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. Come on over and visit me at CoachEmilySanchez.com. Don't forget to subscribe. And as always, make it a great day.